0: You guys, welcome to another Pop Culture Kiki episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McEady. And Kelly Williams. And there's a lot to cover. There's always too much to cover. There's never enough time in these episodes to cover all the things we want to talk about. But um, we just wanted to kind of start with a trigger warning for the beginning of this episode. It's going to be kind of dark because we covered dark news. We covered dark media here at Beyond the Blinds
1: for sure for sure and just to just so you guys know this is our last pop culture kiki of 2023 so we want to make sure it's a good one
0: yeah I'm excited I'm, like, I'm excited for 2024 I'm excited for what's to come I'm excited to be um disingenuous with myself and start a new year's resolution that I won't continue like I'm excited for that you know <laughs> for sure Um, I wanted to start this week's episode with, um, I don't know if everybody has seen or if you guys have been following it, but um, Ruby Frankie has finally like testified and admitted in court what she did to her children. And I got a lot of this information from a TikToker named The Recap with Julie. Um, If you're on TikTok, you may have seen it. It has like 3 million views right now, but uh, she just laid all of it out and I got this information from her so go to her page for more of this info but so she basically admitted in court that like she it, it reminded me of if you guys have ever read the book A Child Called It with Dave <laughs> Pelzer. it's like she chose randomly a couple of her kids to abuse for whatever reason we may never know but it was her daughter and her son who I believe are ten and nine i want to say um but it seemed like they they had the same level of abuse but her son got at the absolute worst so what she admitted in court oh he's 12 years old i'm sorry um the physical torture of her 12 year old where she specifically with this like physical labor she's obsessed with like you know having them garden for 12 13 hours or the entire day in the blistering utah sun or you know, having them do planks up against the wall for the whole day, um, having her kid take boxes of books. If, I mean, if you've ever lifted a, bo- a box full of books, you know, like, it's like backbreaking. And she would make him walk up and down the stairs with these heavy boxes all day, sometimes for more than a day with no food and water, um, and I guess the neighbors would see them outside gardening. And it's, you know, it's weird to see like a 12 year old outside gardening for the entire day alone. And they said that they would see him outside, no sunscreen. He wasn't allowed to wear shoes. So he would be outside with his skin literally blistering and like ripping off of his body, no shoes in the Utah summer heat, just gardening without food or water and. Um, she also admitted in court that like when, you know, he wasn't allowed to eat, he wasn't allowed to drink water, but there were like random occasions where she would feed him. And when she did, she would make sure that his food was like extremely bland and like undesirable so that he wouldn't like get any joy from it. So she would like boil him chicken and give him like a piece of, like boiled chicken breast like with no seasoning on it or anything. Um, Basically, stuff that you would feed to a dog when they're like sick is what she would give her son. And he wasn't allowed entertainment. She said that she restricted him from TV, from movies, from music. He wasn't even allowed to read books. And he has ran away. So I was reading articles about how he had run away and gone to neighbors' houses, and it never really amounted to anything. Every time he ran away, he would just go back home and get like leveled up abuse. So the second time ran away apparently is when she started implementing like chains and like tying him up and like tying him with his hands together to the bed and then chaining him to his bed. Or like if she needed to walk around and she couldn't see him, she would chain him to her. So he would walk around the house with his legs shackled like in prison, chained to his mother And then I guess like the chains were on so frequently that he started getting like sores and wounds and like open cuts and stuff on his, on his body. So she started putting like homemade herbal fucking whatever on his wounds and then putting duct tape over them. So that's how all of his wounds have been treated at this point. Um, she admitted to three counts of like actual beatings where she put on boots and beat and stepped on him and stomped him with like boots on um there was another occasion where she apparently held him she drowned him and held him underwater and tried to him pass out and then the third attempt i guess was like she like covered his mouth and nose to like make him pass out um and then on all of this is like the even more sad thing is like they were raised with this crazy religion that she kind of made up. Like she just kind of like made up her own whatever. It's like the others. So these kids grew up thinking that they were like satanic, that they were full of all this sin, that these beatings were what they needed to become good people. Um, Like, why can't you be like your siblings? Like they actually internalized all of this to think that they like deserved it. And she also has a 10-year-old daughter that she did all the same stuff to. But I don't believe the daughter was like tied up. I think that was like something that was specific to her son. But her 10-year-old did all of the same stuff. So the gardening, the outside all day with you know carrying books and all of that shit. It's just crazy. And I hope that the women in prison just fucking let her have it. Because I know people that go to jail for like child abuse get fucked
1: up really bad. And she was an influencer, right?
0: Oh, millions and millions and millions of views.
1: So, I don't I know you're big like into YouTube and you know a lot of the players there. Do you mm-hmm. know if like people tried to report her if people thought that like she was just a strict mom because I guess even hearing you read that stuff I'm like that's why I never dove into it if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um But yeah, like it's so crazy that she had these millions and millions of followers and was able to get away with stuff like that. Yeah, the
0: YouTube was really the Wild West in a lot of ways when it comes to like children's content and also like family vloggers. It's only even, I mean, it was like what maybe five years ago or four years ago that they started even really doing children's restrictions on YouTube. And like there were people, there was like this really intense era of YouTube where like actual trigger warning, actual pedophiles had these YouTube channels where it looked like kids content, but it wasn't. And it was like a way to like indoctrinate kids and like get them to do weird shit. YouTube is like very unregulated. And of course there are like hundreds of thousands of people in her comments that are like, you're abusive this is insane let these kids live let them have a christmas let them go to fucking disney and not have to do a whole whatever but like the comments honestly do not do anything like Hmm. all it does is just help her you know get more in the forefront of the algorithm and make more money and get more ad whatever like she's people have known this is not a secret
1: well fuck you ruby frankie my god
0: Yeah, I hope that she's getting kicked with boots in fucking prison soon. Like, what a cunt.
1: When you said a child called it, I got, I, like, shut down immediately. I was like, oh, fuck.
0: Because, you know, it's weird when, like, a parent chooses a random kid to abuse. Like, it's very, like, the psychological, like, the psychology behind that is just crazy to me. And I'm sure we'll find out, you know, throughout the years that the other kids were abused in different ways, too. But it seems like in court, they just chose to focus on this because it was like the most extreme.
1: Do you know how long she'll be in jail? Did they give her like a sentencing yet? Do you know? That
0: I am not sure. I'm not sure of that. I'm sure it's like on YouTube or uh, not YouTube, but like Yahoo News or something at this moment because it's like still developing, but I'm not sure.
1: Well, I hope it's life. Yeah, me too. So some kindness. We wanted to give you a little bit of kindness after that rough opening section, but- Wow, (laughs) I can't get over that. Um, Luke Combs, he's a big country singer, in my opinion, probably one of the biggest country singers out there. Troy, do you know who Luke Combs is?
0: I I know the name. I do know the name.
1: I do feel like even if people don't know country, they'll know his name. But um, last week, a fan named Nicole Harness, she was selling Luke Combs-inspired tumblers on Amazon. After attending one of his shows, she became like a big fan, and she was sued by Luke Combs' team, and the singer was awarded $250,000. So basically, she was going to have to pay Luke Combs that much money because of Tumblrs that she was selling. Yeah. So this is from BBC.com. And apparently after seeing the clip, Combs posted a video on social media to explain, We have a company that goes after folks. Only supposedly large corporations operating internationally that make millions and millions of dollars, making counterfeit t-shirts, things of that nature, running illegal businesses. And apparently this woman, Nicole, has got somehow wrapped into that, and it makes me absolutely sick to my stomach. Talking to her, it makes me sick that this would happen, especially during the holidays, he said. No fan should ever have to be involved in anything like this. Money is the last thing on my mind, and I invited Nicole and her family out to a show this year so I could give them a hug and say sorry in person. So Luke Combs actually ended up giving her $11,000, and that's double the um, $5,000 that was initially frozen in her account following the judge's order meaning that she couldn't pay her bills so i've actually heard of some pretty big singers um going after like etsy shops and i've always thought that's so stupid because Mm -hmm. people are still gonna buy official merch and sometimes official merch isn't that great um Mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's it's really cool that luke combs was like this is fucking stupid absolutely not
0: that makes me emo that he gave her money and stuff. It was so nice. Cause I did see the clip of her on the news and I was like, this is gut wrenching. Like it was like really hard to like sit through even hearing her explain it. And even through all of that, she was still like, I'm a fan. Like I'm still a fan. I only want to support. It was just very sad.
1: Yeah. And I think, I do think country is such a boys club and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but In my heart, I'm so nervous to say this out loud, I do think Luke Combs is one of the good ones.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know him from a can of paint, but that was a very fucking nice thing to do, because that video made me like I was like crying in bed looking at it on TikTok.
1: I know we just kind of touched on a jail sentence, but I don't know if you know Gypsy Rose Blanchard is coming out soon, being released. I'm a homosexual, of course
0: (laughs) I know that my girl's coming home. (laughs)
1: So I have a question. What do you think is next for Gypsy Rose? Because I genuinely can picture her on like a call her daddy or like dancing with the stars. Like I really don't think there's a limit on what the media will do to her, but I'm also really nervous because of that.
0: Well, I think that's, what's so interesting is that there is no limit and like she has the potential to kind of become any kind of, public figure she feels like at this point and like people will support her I've been seeing people on TikTok give their theories of like what she'll be or like I saw this one (laughs) this one I wish I remembered the video but this guy being like she's gonna be a gay icon like she's gonna be which I do believe is true like I think she's gonna get an absurd amount of support from like the queer community for whatever reason I just (laughs) think the guests are going to like worship that doll as she deserves um but in my opinion i feel like she's gonna just have networks throwing money at her and i would not be surprised if i saw her on tlc if i saw a commercial of her on tlc i would literally not be shocked obviously she's gonna do a great documentary you know what i mean like somebody's going to do an amazing documentary with her i hope it's somebody good um but she could do anything. Like, I, she could be a podcaster. She's going to be an influencer, whether she likes it or not. She's gonna like have brands throwing themselves at her. Like, it's crazy.
1: I'm just so interested to see what happens. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm genuinely worried because she's been in jail for so long, and right. you know, it was clearly mentally unwell to start. Mm-hmm. That I really hope that whatever happens it's in like a healthy way if that makes right. sense
0: i agree um i am nervous for her and i i will say i guess the thing that kind of helps is like she's so aware of like how much people love her like it's not like she's leaving and then she'll be like wait i'm talked about she knows that she's the moment and she must be like telling everybody you don't understand like when i leave jail like I'm gonna be so fucking famous. I am literally gonna have so many people throwing money at me. She, she at least she knows, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess maybe she can work with someone to prep for her. I hope,
0: God, I hope she has somebody good behind her, like a manager, a money manager or something. This is a complete and utter left turn, but there's been some drama on the internet for the past week with the cast of Charmed. And I will say that I was never like a big charmed head. I did watch the show, but like I don't remember enough about it to have it been, it wasn't like super impactful for me. But of course I love Alyssa, or wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, Let me rephrase what I'm about to say. Of course, I love, I love Shannon Doherty. I love the cast of that show. And I'm obsessed with the fact that in the past week, it has come out that Alyssa Milano was the one who got Shannon Doherty fired from that show. Because you know that I've always said Alyssa Milano is a fucking wolf in sheep's clothing. Like she's one of those people that pretends to be nice and pretends to be kind and pretends to have all of these like uh, charities and things that she's passionate about. And I think all of it is bullshit. And I don't think that she's a nice person. And it's like, I saw a tweet that was like, shannon doherty is somebody who has been like basically raked through the holes her entire career because she's unapologetic about who she is and shannon doherty has never claimed to not be a bitch you know what i mean like she's never claimed to not be a, a total asshole Alyssa milano on the other hand is the kind of woman who claims to love women and support women and me too and all this bullshit and it's all shit Like her husband is the reason that we needed a fucking Me Too movement. So
1: I'm coming kind of into this right now, to be honest. I was shocked at how many people were shocked because somehow I knew about this news like 10 years ago.
0: People were blown away. I guess maybe because, um, oh, what is her name? The other cast member, I can't think of her name right now, but she doesn't like talk about stuff like this. Holly? Yeah, Holly, she's not, like, messy. She's never taken a side. She's always been neutral. She avoids these conversations. This is the first time she's ever been, like, super just, like, messy about it. And it's about fucking time.
1: Well, that's great, because I don't like Alyssa Milano, because you don't like her. And usually, you're right about people. Um, And it's sad, because Shannon's, like seems to be in the last kind of stages of her cancer and it's really sad, but I'm glad that this is coming out before everything, before, you know.
0: I agree. She She deserves this redemption because there's always been so much speculation about that show. And of course, people's instinct was to think that she ruined the show and that she was the reason that they had to, you know, change the cast because she's so evil and she's so difficult on set. And it's like, Yes, maybe she is, but so is Alyssa Milano. That's the point, you know?
1: <laughs> right. Do you think this will change anything for um, Shannon's legacy?
0: No, I think people will always think that she's like a
1: mean bitch. Mm. And she leans in, you know? She was smart to market herself that way too. hmm Speaking of mean bitches, have you heard about Justin Timberlake's Vegas drama?
0: <laughs> I've
1: heard tell. <laughs> So I'm not even talking about his little like nothing personal before Crimea River. So he performed at the Font Bleu, Font Bleu Hotel. <laughs> I'm definitely saying that wrong. But apparently he made like six million dollars from that one performance. But now the drama is he was spotted staying at The Win, <laughs> And everyone's like, wait, 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 wait. It's for this hotel opening. Like you're supposed to stay at the hotel And now that Font Hotel is pissed that he was spotted staying at the Win,
0: this is hilarious to me because I was just recently there, and like now I feel I love Vegas so much now that I feel this like protection over it. And the Win is like a great hotel, I get it, but the the hotel that he performed for was like new. Like the whole point was to like get people excited about this new like luxury hotel that like you can afford like on a budget and he fucked it up and i love to see it i love seeing him fumble his bag it's so funny
1: i saw a few blind items suggesting that this is a start of a vegas residency and if that happens we truly are witches but also i can't wait to just retweet that quote of his that's like vegas is where career or vegas residencies are where careers go to die
0: Mm -hmm. i've already seen people saying it to him because it's like it seems like that's what they're like teeing him up for to To have a residency and it's like good luck i mean good luck with that
1: and what did you think of his like it's nothing personal and then he's saying we're all just entertainers (laughs) i
0: was surprised this is what he always does i how many times have i mentioned him performing rehab during his uh sex future sex love sounds tour like this is how justin timberlake retaliates Mm -hmm. goes on stage. he he won't directly say anything and if he does his message is written by a fucking person but then he shows who he really is and he goes on stage and performs some petty song and back in the day it used to ignite people and get people excited and get people talking because his toxic fucking bullshit used to be charming to people for whatever reason and now it's not And it's really fun to see people not react the way that they used to. So you guys, I mean, obviously we've talked about this, that Celine Dion has this like disease that is ruining her muscles and turning her into stone. And it's the most devastating. It's just every time I read about it, I like reject it. Like my brain is like, no, 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 that's not happening. Or like, no, it'll be fine. Everything will end up being fine. And then we got an alert today that like, it's not, it's like very bad. And it's really scary.
1: It is so heartbreaking that this is how Celine Dion's legacy like ends, kind of. Yeah. Because in my opinion, Celine Dion is like top five voices of all time. Maybe even top three, but... Yeah. That's, like, my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just that. She's always had such a fun personality. And I know people love to make fun of her, like, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter. But that's just who she is. She's a fucking weirdo who's super talented. And she's,
0: like, she's an institution. Mm-hmm. She's, like, a you know, and she's, like, what is the music industry of Celine Dion is not a part of it. I mean, even us just having a conversation about Vegas residencies is, like, That's all thanks to Celine. It just, I don't know. It's just, it's gut-wrenching. And it's also like insane that there's no cure or anything for what she has. Like she just has to go through it. And it's going to take her voice and it's absolutely insane. I'm just, I'm not counting her out. I know that Celine is with us, but I will say like, I feel very grateful that, Like, I don't know that I got to like live through the greatest years of Dion's career and what a fun like H1 artist to have rooted for, you know, I don't know. It's just sad.
1: Yeah, I think she's one of the greats. I think she's one of the best to ever do it. Um, I was lucky enough to see her January of 2020. And that's the only concert I've ever like fully sobbed at. She just has something really special about her. And I don't know how to put it into words.
0: Also, there's the weird, I mean, the fact that like we've already watched Celine live through such tragedy, like she lost her husband. Mm -hmm. And like, we didn't know what that would look like because obviously since she was like 12, we don't have to get into that. (laughs) Uh, But that's like all she's ever known. And then she triumphed and like, came out of it on the other side and she's such a strong woman and then to have gone through that and now this is like crazy
1: and there were pictures of her out in Vegas like a few months ago so I was hoping she was kind of on the up and up but it but what her sister said that seemed kind of like her last good day type of thing
0: yeah oh god
1: since we're still talking about Vegas residencies I just wanted to talk Backstreet Boys had one for some time and Backstreet Boys have a new Christmas album out or Christmas songs. And they're really good in what I think is so wild. So Howie D was originally supposed to be the lead singer of Backstreet Boys until Brian showed up. But now Brian like lost his voice basically. And it's brutal if you hear Brian sing now. And they're making Howie like the lead singer again. It's so wild. It's like, if you stay quiet for 30 years, your time will come. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's so honestly not that I was ever well actually no yeah when I was younger I used to like really kind of be into Brian but it's so crazy that he just is like he's like the Kevin Jonas now of that that group
1: it's so wild and you know when you see them perform live um, Brian definitely has a backtrack now which he never had before and I'm like you know what give Kevin and Howie some more solos how about that
0: listen I am I've always been a Howie girl, no matter what people say.
1: That makes sense.
0: I loved Howie.
1: Well, he's making a big comeback now, Troy. And he sounds so good. Well, good for him
0: and his ponytail. (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk about so I get DMs a lot whenever I mention that I watch baddies. Because you just know that I'm an I'm an original Bad Girls Club girl. I never missed a season. I have unwillingly but also willingly followed Natalie Nunn throughout her entire career. So yeah, of course I watch Baddies and I watch it religiously. I watch it the night it comes out. And like, I'm obsessed with it and I love it so much. But it's also the most frustrating fucking show on an almost network, if you want to call it that. Because Natalie Nunn is the executive producer and she just shouldn't be. You can't have Natalie Nunn casting these girls and then deciding if they leave and like also being on the show. It's just, it just doesn't work. And like this show has so much potential. I know that for, for some reason this specific year, it feels like baddies has crossed over. It's like a, it's a pop culture phenomenon. I would say at the very beginning, it felt very like black media. Like I watched baddies and I knew all my black friends watched baddies but like the world wasn't really talking about it. And now everybody is talking about baddies, like, especially on like TikTok and stuff, like it's crossed over. Unfortunately for us, Natalie Nunn has hit it out of the park and like, she's laughing all the way to the bank, but it's just frustrating. Like, especially this season, it feels like there's nobody leading the show. Natalie should not be on this show anymore. And the thing that's like even more frustrating about it is like Natalie doesn't have any kind of like creative girls. Sh- Bad Girls Club really featured people's personalities. That's why we fell in love with them. That's why we fell in love with Natalie. This is the girls sit up in the house. They sit and have some scripted conversation about going out to the club, collecting the bag, getting the bag, doing <laughs> their big one, whatever. And then they go out or th- and then they have a house meeting. They fight during the house meeting. They all are screaming the same shit like over and over and over. And then they go out to the club. And the next week they follow up with what happened at the club. And then they do another scripted moment. And then they just fight. And it's the same shit over and over. It's a poorly produced show. And it's on Zeus fucking network. So I'm not expecting Shakespeare in love, but it's really getting like if you want these, this $5 every fucking month or whatever you charge me, I'm going to need a storyboard person in there. And I need Natalie to not be involved. Like where's Buda Murray or whatever. I you know what I mean, like, I just like can't <laughs> anymore.
1: Ugh. Not you calling for Bunham and Murray to come save a show.
0: <laughs> I just can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore.
1: Honestly, it sounds like you're going through what I'm going through with the challenge. I'm just like, where is... When I'm
0: asking for a show to be more scripted, that's a problem. (laughs) That's a really big problem.
1: A scripted show that I love is The Crown. And The Crown ended... I just finished watching the final season. And I don't like how it ended. Um, It ended right after Charles and Camilla got married. And I'm just like, I get it. I get it. You've done six seasons. But hey, there's like a lot of shit that needs to be talked about. (laughs) Like, I don't know how you end it with Queen Elizabeth, I guess, planning her death. I really wish that the last episode was almost a time jump. Because the last half of season six, it was a lot of Kate and Will. You saw Harry, like, distancing himself from Charles. And I think the biggest issue is having Dominic West play Prince Charles because Dominic West is charming and Prince Charles is a bumbling fool. Unwrap the first of many presents this season with holidays on the house from DraftKings Casino. With hundreds of games, prizes, and promos, DraftKings Casino has everything on your list. Right now, new players who play $5 get $100 instantly in casino credits. What are you waiting for? Cozy up with all the classics like slots, blackjack, and roulette. Or play exclusive games you'll only find at DraftKings Casino to feel the holiday cheer all season long. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code BLINDS and play $5 to get $100 in casino credits. That's promo code BLINDS only at DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus, physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. One per opted-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credits awarded, which requires one-time playthrough within seven days. Terms at casino.draftkings.com slash holidays on the house. Restrictions apply.
0: This week's episode is also sponsored by Factor. This bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well, breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track. Looking for calorie-conscious options over the holidays that don't skip on flavor? Try delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving or need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during the holidays, try protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra convenience any time of the day with an assortment of 55 plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks, and ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured that you are making sustainable choices. Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for production sites and offices. I love Factor because at the moment, I'm traveling a lot. You may travel a lot for the holidays, and it's easy to bring these meals with you. And as long as you have a microwave near you and you're in a hotel, you can not have to worry about ordering food. The room service that always traps you, you end up spending a million dollars and you feel like crap after because you ate ice cream at two in the morning. You don't have to worry about that. With Factor, you can keep these items in the, the refrigerator in your hotel room, heat them up, and you can eat as healthy on vacation as you do when you're at home. Head to factormeals.com slash blinds 50 and use code blinds50 to get 50% off. That's code blinds50 at factormeals.com slash blinds50 to get 50% off.
1: Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere.
0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds.
1: So I think I deserve a half point. Because in my predictions from last year, Troy, I said Demi Lovato would start a family. Demi Lovato's engaged. So I think that is a step in the right direction of starting a family.
0: (laughs) I definitely thought about you. What do you think about this engagement?
1: I guess I don't know much about this relationship to begin with. It seems better than the last engagement. Um, And honestly, I just hope Demi finds happiness somewhere because I think We've seen Demi be very unhappy for a very long time.
0: I agree. I really do hope that this is like her big one. I hope that this is like her, like a really healthy step for her. Cause like, I agree with you. Demi just deserves at this point, I think, to be happy. My God, like, holy (laughs) shit, has Demi been put through it?
1: I know. And I think it's probably good that I don't know a lot about this relationship, which means Demi's kept it quiet, you know? Sure. Sure. So (laughs) rooting for you, (laughs) Demi. I have a Diddy update.
0: Oh, goodness. (laughs) So I follow this creator on TikTok. Her name is Adisha Jenkins. It's A-D-E-I-S-H-A-J-A-N-K-I-N-S. And she, so Dame Dash just did this interview where he kind of talked about like his relationship with Diddy and he talked about Jay-Z. He talked about Aaliyah. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that Dame Dash has said in the past, like Aaliyah had texted him that she felt unsafe with the plane that she had gotten on and that, you know, he felt really like backstabbed by Jay-Z when he found out that Jay-Z was trying to hook up with her while she was in a relationship with Dame. Um, and I, I mean, I'll never believe that Jay-Z didn't hook up with her, uh, but that it really was like the start of like some really bad blood between them. And basically, I'm going to make a long story short. So, like, he outed that Diddy has always had this, like, this, I guess you would call him a sugar daddy. And this man has made Diddy be able to present to the world that he has this, like, unlimited fountain of money. When really, it's been him backing all of Diddy's like ventures so his name is ron burkle last name b-u-r-k-l-e and he is a billionaire he's a multi-billionaire and when you look up the companies that he's endorsed throughout the years it's like everything diddy like he was the one that funded sean he funded sean john
1: oh my god
0: um he pulled some strings and got diddy a star on the walk of fame like he's daddy he's diddy's daddy and he also has ties to epstein of course because he's a fucking billionaire so of course he has epstein ties um but the even more silly thing is so i've always been very interested in diddy's relationship with zach posen mm. I- I'm a big fan of Zach Poston. I love his design. I I really liked him on Project Runway, but I know that he was getting fucked by Diddy. <laughs> like, I know that. And there's this very famous picture of Diddy and Zach Poston, like twerking at a party when they didn't know anybody was looking. And I've always wondered, like, what was the backstory behind that picture? So I learned on Aisha Jenkins' TikTok page that the reason that that party happened was because Ron Burkle... Was throwing a party for, um, uh, basically throwing a party for Diddy, and Diddy asked Ron Burkle to invest in Zach Posen's brand to get it off the ground. So that party was to celebrate all of this. So in a sense, Zach Posen and Diddy, it's a it's a it's a whole fucking web. So Ron Burkle was fucking Diddy and providing him with money and basically allowing him to like use his money to make it look like he had this like unlimited wealth. So Diddy used Ron Burkle's money to invest in Zach Poston's brand. And it was reported back in the day that Diddy was the one that got Zach Poston off the ground. And it turns out he couldn't afford to get Zach Poston off the ground, but he could afford to say daddy can I have some more money. And he gave it to him. So I, it's just fucking wild.
1: That's insane.
0: It just never ends. The Diddy stuff will never end.
1: And it's so crazy how he keeps being like. Everyone's spreading lies about my name. It's like sir come on. You can't be like. Either like don't say anything. Or start filing lawsuits against people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in his case, he should just not say anything. For sure. He's so dumb. He's really one of the dumbest idiots. Like he's one of the dumbest, like bad people in Hollywood. Like at least Jay-Z has the wherewithal and the 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 sense to just shut the fuck up and like never be seen unless it's in a Beyonce documentary for two minutes. Diddy yeah. can't do that.
1: I was gonna say Diddy's ego is definitely gonna be the death of him.
0: Yes. And the way that he like kind of built his whole thing around Donald Trump, it's ironic because they're so similar. They're so alike.
1: Oh my God. Um. So I wanted to talk about Jonathan Majors really quick because I know we posted on our Instagram and a few people were like, who is this? So actually this year, which is insane, I would say Jonathan Majors became like a standout star this year. He was in ant-man he was in creed 3 and he was in loki so he was in two marvel things and creed which is obviously a huge movie but he was just found guilty and this is from tmz the verdict came down on monday in new york city and the actor was found guilty on one count of assault in the third degree and guilty of harassment remember he'd initially been slapped with Eight separate charges, all pertaining to alleged assault and harassment. But before things kicked off, the DA's office agreed to drop four of them in effort to consolidate their complaint. He was acquitted of two other counts of assault and aggravated harassment. Now he faces only up to a year behind bars. And if there are any listeners who are confused, I'm also confused how it's only a year. Because when you see the videos, it's on video twice of him abusing women. And I don't know, I guess Marvel money speaks, obviously, but um, I'm shocked it's only a year. And also one of the sentences that um, TMZ used really bothered me. Not that TMZ is known for being kind, but they were like, apparently he roughed her up. He beat the shit out of that woman and he didn't just rough her up TMZ.
0: Roughed her up what year is it
1: right (laughs) like what
0: hey what are you like a southern woman from like in the 90s he roughed her up
1: so stupid but he's he may be sentenced to jail i honestly think he's not even gonna go to jail for this which is bullshit
0: like you said that marvel money
1: speaks it'll be like he'll be sentenced for six months and then get out after a week for good behavior. Yeah.
0: And then him and Ezra will be uh, Bonnie and Clyde and they'll go to Hawaii and, and just like cause havoc.
1: Well, now I'm like, Hey, Megan, good. You don't need to be with Jonathan majors anymore. Cause it didn't help.
0: Honestly, the Marvel of it all is like no different than when Scientology steps in and they're like, wait, what what we, what, what's going on? We'll figure it out. What's going on.
1: I totally agree with you. And also like, you know, NFL, any of those big corporations.
0: Should we talk about Amanda Bynes?
1: Oh, it's so hard to talk about Amanda Bynes. <laughs> but yes.
0: So obviously we've gotten a lot of DMs about Amanda Bynes starting this podcast. And, you know, I the way that I look at Amanda Bynes is kind of and I'm not trying to be morbid when I say this, but it's just like the same way that I look at Britney. Like, I don't I don't necessarily feel the need to make sense of what Amanda Bynes says at this point. And that's not a slight to her. It's just like this is a woman who's been through a lot, and she's not the person she once was. So when she goes on the internet and like says something kind of foolish or does something, I'm just like, okay, like, does it need to be reported on? Does does Fucking Dick
1: Clark need to raise from the dead to report on this. Like, do you know what I mean? I totally agree with you. And what what's Amanda going to do? Because whatever she does, people just make fun of her. Oh. Whether it's a podcast or an interview or whatever, we all people, not we, but people will always comment like, why does her voice sound like that? Oh my God. What do you think's going on with Amanda? I don't know, but it's definitely not good. And it's sad to see because. Amanda was my like I wasn't a Lindsay or a Hillary girl I was an Amanda girl and I will say I didn't even listen to her podcast because like it breaks my heart for her
0: yeah I didn't either I don't I mean I'm not gonna say that I won't but I don't want to I don't have any desire to it just gives me the exact same vibes as Britney when people are like what did she mean in this in the fifth sentence of this paragraph post from two like who gives a fuck at this point like She's just expressing herself on the internet. The same thing that Amanda's doing. Let her do it. And like you said, people are going to make fun of her anyway. Like on that TikTok she posted about how she regretted saying that there wouldn't be any more podcasts. Every person was like, she didn't blink once. Look at her
1: eyes. Crazy eyes. It's like, there's no winning. She's on a beta blocker. Have you never heard of it? Yeah. Like seriously. (laughs) I
0: know. I know. It's just, it's infuriating. I don't know what to say about it. I hope that she collects a bag. Like, if anything, I hope that it means that she's making some decent money.
1: I hope she leaves Paul. Like, if that could come out of this podcast, that'd be great.
0: The The Paul backtracking is very scary. And, you know, it's like really alarming when she'll say like Paul did something and then she'll be like, no, he didn't. Paul didn't do it. And I'm sorry I said Paul did it. It just is scary.
1: Yeah, Paul, to me, is very sinister. I agree. God,
0: the way that these men can just sniff out a helpless dam- damsel. My God.
1: It's so disgusting. And, and as far as Amanda, I hope one day she's able to, you know, have a really big comeback. But until then, it's just kind of like, honestly, we say this all the time, but like rooting from the sidelines. And I don't actually want to be part of a narrative that makes fun of Amanda Bynes. I
0: don't either. And I also hope that if she is going to do this podcast, that she just lets people have it. Like, I kind of hope that she's just like, fuck everybody. And I'm going to tell on everybody and tell everybody's secrets because who is is protecting or checking for Amanda Bynes? Nobody. She doesn't owe anybody anything.
1: Right. Nick Cannon and Josh Peck were like, Amanda's great. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> Speaking of fuck off, um, Teen Mom Corner. <laughs> there's only a little one this week, but there's always one, right? So allegedly David and Janelle have been harassing Barbara. And this comes from the Ashley Reality Roundup, as does all the Teen Mom updates. Ashley Reality Roundup and Teen Mom fans with a Z. That's where you got go to go um, to get all this. But apparently Janelle and David were harassing Barbara, calling her like hundreds and hundreds of times. And eventually she picked up to be like, what, what do you want? And David said he was going to um, break her door in. So since then, um, Barbara has had someone staying with her. But honestly, Barbara's what, probably in her seventies at this point. Like, I hope she just moves and she shouldn't have to move obviously, but like, protect herself you know
0: no I literally was just gonna say that I would I would love for her to just fucking get out of dodge like just literally go wherever she's dreamt of living and just say like fuck these people fuck Janelle and fuck whatever man is in her life at the moment like it's been a very long rough road for Barbara and I'm not saying she's perfect I know, I'm not saying that Barbara doesn't deserve to be, like, held accountable for things that she's done in the past and the way that she's raised her kids. But my God, like you said, she's in her fucking 70s at this point. It's just exhausting.
1: It is, and, like, how isn't David locked up at this point? That's something I'm never, ever going to be able to wrap my head around.
0: It is I mean, there's no way to even make sense of it. There's there's no way to make sense of a person who people are that afraid of being around children. And, like, nothing is wrong with him. Like, nothing has happened to him, I mean.
1: Honestly, the local police force is probably like, he has artillery, like, war guns on that property.
0: Yeah, it's like going to Laurie Strode's house.
1: So, as you guys know, Nicki Minaj has released the Pink 2. And if you don't know, now you know. And I listened to it in full twice. Cause I always feel like you need to listen to an album at least twice to really get a feel for it and listen to, I like to listen. <laughs> I have my ways. I listen to an album all the way through. Then I shuffle it. Um, yeah. And in my opinion, way too many samples. Like at one point I was like, wait, is Cataluna about to come? Like, I thought I was listening to Nicki Minaj. Why is Cataluna coming up on my shuffle? Is the, is the album already over? Um, people were not
0: kind to the album. I was very surprised by that.
1: I think if you're gonna do a sequel to an album, it should sound like the album it's a sequel to. Yeah. And it just didn't have that. I really like the song Fuck This Club Up, but even like Super Freaky Girl was on there, and I was like, I thought that was on her last album. I'm confused.
0: Um, I'm not a barb, so I have not even listened to this album yet, and like I will eventually, but I don't care. What I love about Nikki is her live streams, and I love n- internet Nikki. <laughs> so for me, the enjoyment of this album has just been her on, <laughs> on TikTok live <laughs> doing her streams. If you have not seen the videos of Nikki on live talking about this album, it is. Ugh, that woman is just fucking hysterical. Like, she is so funny. I will say that I think at this point, it makes her look really bad to still be so petty about Cardi. Like, let that woman at this point, like, let her be. Like, she's supposed to be celebrating this, like, huge moment that's the release of this album. And she's, like, on live streams talking about Cardi and being like, don't play Cardi B. Like, who gives a fuck anymore?
1: Isn't your husband on house arrest because he threatened Cardi B? Like, Nicki Minaj, come on
0: it's enough and like cardi's like going through it and like i don't know hearing her cry on the internet was like really it really affected me like you know you can tell somebody's like crying and it's like they're at their lowest low like they're crying from a place of just like real true desperation that's what she sounded like to me crying about being cheated on
1: i know should we talk about cardi b right now sure Yeah I felt the same way and I guess last week we were kind of like Offset cheats all the time so this isn't anything new but like hearing Cardi crying and doing the lives and like screaming about Offset really was sad. It's I do think this is the end.
0: Yeah I fucking hope so. I really hope that this is the end. It was so alarming to do her episode and read all those cheating blinds. Like, like you said, it's not like we didn't know, but still it's like when it's back to back to back like that for years, it's just like a lot. And I don't know. She just made me sad. That was just
1: like very sad. And one thing about Offset is he's always the victim. Yeah. Like he tweeted something like, I know I did something fucked up, but don't bring jump off into this. Yeah. And it's like, nobody was. (laughs) We were just saying you're a cheater?
0: Yeah, uh, like a uh, pathological cheater.
1: Yeah, like a Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Is <that> a word? <laughs> a pathological uh, cheater, I'm that I a word. That makes
0: sense. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, like Tristan, like you said, it's like, that's a good comparison.
1: So I feel like everyone was waiting for Matthew Perry's death results to come in. Like they were waiting to see who won American Idol in 2002 or something. Yeah, Very sad. He died of ketamine basically. And he'd been doing the therapy and people are assuming he was taking it outside of therapy for me. I just don't understand ketamine treatments. All I know. And I also haven't really looked into it. All I know about it is Tyler from teen mom, but it's really sad it's 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 always sad no matter what
0: yeah I know that really like dredged up the like just how sad that was in general like I had finally kind of like stopped thinking about how weird it is that Matthew Perry is like gone and then of course you know TMZ can't fucking wait TMZ is literally at every celebrity's coffin like just waiting um but yeah, it is really sad. And I also don't really understand ketamine, to be honest with you. Like even I know people who do um, ketamine treatments, you know what I mean? They microdose ketamine. Um, literally just on the Real Housewives of Miami, uh, Adriana did a ketamine treatment and she had like an outer body experience and was like seeing her dead somebody, I think her father I don't really get it I'll be honest it's kind of scares me
1: yeah and I know it is a real form of therapy but I don't know how you could like give drugs like that to someone who has an addiction problem but that's a whole nother conversation that I know I don't know enough about (laughs) yeah
0: for sure so another thing that you guys I'm sure have heard at this point like Kanye went on another crazy fucking rant and I have to be honest like And I'm also speaking for myself, I'm not just, I'm not trying to judge other people, but Kanye may be the most difficult person to have tried to cancel ever. Cause the way that people have tried, like really tried to be like, no, bad Kanye. It always just seems like it just doesn't, like he is so fucking out of pocket, but then like for a few months he like won't be, or he'll like be funny or something. And people like don't care. But like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, I mean, he went on a 10 minute rant. I don't know if anyone caught any of it, but throughout that rant, he's yelling at people. He calls himself Jesus. I think that rant, he also talked about how Northwest cut up Kim's couch so she could see Kanye because she was allegedly keeping North from Kanye. And the thing about Kanye West is like, I'm sure some of the stuff he says is true, but there's so much other shit that he says where it's like, you are not a credible narrator, Kanye. Right, and it I I
0: remember suggesting um, that like Kim Kardashian, Kanye like double thing that was on Hulu like a few months ago Mm -hmm. and they had posed this interesting thing like in Kanye's episode about the line between mental health and I guess just being an asshole and like I think Kanye, I think that one day we'll look back maybe like 20 or something years from now and still be like confused as to where that line is for Kanye because you do want to make excuses. It's like our, our instincts want to make excuses for someone that we know struggles with mental health unapologetically, but it's like the stuff that he says is so, it's like, no, you feel that way. Like, even if you weren't going through the highs and lows of being bipolar and all these things, like, you would still feel that way about people. Mm. And you, I don't know, if that doesn't have anything. You know what I mean? You just hate Jewish people.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I think a lot of people want to use that excuse that, well, he's a genius and, you know, all geniuses and all geniuses function at like a higher level than that. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Kanye right now is like, Full of hate. Maybe he's always been full of hate. I don't know. I don't know if maybe the Kardashian magnifying glass wasn't good on him, but still you can't go around saying that stuff. It's just, it's not okay. And then what he does is like, you could say, okay, that was like a manic episode. He tweeted a lot of crazy stuff. He'll never apologize or go back and be like, you know, that that was me during this time. And that's where I have trouble, like, I won't even listen to Kanye's music anymore because of that like I really can't separate the art from the artist with him right now
0: yeah he's a tough one he he genuinely makes me sad just because like he meant so much to me in like my formative years Mm -hmm. and to see what he has allowed his public image to become and his legacy and his narrative is just like so dark and I will say that I think You know, I always say that I think all of us are like, we could be on the verge of a mental breakdown or something. You don't know. Like, I think we all walk around with these like dormant issues inside of us that we may never know unless we get triggered enough. And with him, I'm just like, yeah, I believe that the the Kardashians broke something inside him. Like, that can't be fixed. Like, I really think that at that level of fame and that level of being walked, and being on reality TV and like having his I I just think that I'm not blaming them but I think that that period fucked him up really bad
1: I mean it's kind of been like this since his mom passed not as extreme obviously but he was more open about talking about mental health then and now he's not open to talking about mental health at all and like how fucking weird must
0: it be to have had your mom Die because of a plastic surgery procedure and then be a part of this family that's known for it and they like seeing them left and right, like it's buying, like it's eating a fucking Pringle. And then on top of it, have your whole entire existence be magnified times a thousand. You know, it's just again, this is what we do. Like, I'm not trying to make excuses for Kanye West, but it's just an interesting, he's just interesting.
1: No, I know that. And I think people listening know that. I did see a theory that he has a clone. And I will say watching that 10 minute rant, that did not look like Kanye West to me. I'm not saying he that's like the truth. He has a clone, but I could see why that theory is gaining some traction.
0: Well, he looked like a fucking eight foot tall football player with giant broad shoulders and I mean, he looked like a different person and he was like missing tattoos. Like it's not, it is, it, it was weird. And his face even looked different. Really intense jaw, big ass teeth. I was like, who is that?
1: Yeah. And I know a lot of people want us to do a Kanye West episode, but a lot of his blinds are in the Kardashian episodes we've done. And I don't really want to talk about Kanye more than we have to, to be honest.
0: I don't blame I don't blame you at all
1: <laughs> um so yeah I'm I'm just I'm curious what's happening this always seems to happen whenever an album cycle is about to come out so hopefully it dies down soon
0: yeah you never know with Kanye whether it'll die down or pick right back up or tomorrow he'll do something silly and everybody forgets you know what I mean like <laughs> They like when he recently had that video go viral of him like really enjoying Life of Pablo and he was like rapping with his friends and stuff. Like people are like, oh, the old Kanye. (laughs) It's just, oh, it's crazy.
1: So one last thing I wanted to talk about was Mark Zuckerberg. Um, This just freaks me out because he really bothers me. He's someone I look at and I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) But he's created an underground bunker for his... Um, mansion out in hawaii and it has like blast proof doors it has it's going to have a garden that can sustain itself excuse me a water filtration system basically in case any like nuclear war happens he can go down there and survive for however long and the fact he's doing that actually makes me nervous because there was some interview mark zuckerberg did years and years ago where he actually had the um camera on his laptop covered, which I know a lot of people do now, but he did it like before it was a thing. And in my head, he just knows so much more than we will ever know. And I'm like, should I look into an underground bunker?
0: Oh, 1000%. Like that should be alarming to everybody. His weird (laughs) fucking beady eyed ass down there in a bunker. It should be scary for everybody. Honestly. (laughs)
1: Like, is something happening that I'm not aware of, Mark? Could you let us know via Facebook Blast?
0: He's like, sweet baby Ray's. That's his response.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, maybe because we started on such like a a difficult note, we should say. What are your like favorite holiday movies that maybe people can watch if they haven't watched or, you know, your favorite horror movies that you can watch during uh, Christmas?
0: Well, I love the movie Black Christmas. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Is my Christmas movie. Um, not the remake with Michelle Trackenberg, but I'm talking about the original one from the 70s. Um, it's so good. It was Elvis's favorite movie of all time. And it is the reason for Halloween. Um, it's really like the start of the slasher genres Black Christmas. It's such a great like snuggle up, get a snack. And like get a little bit scared on Christmas mo- moment. What about you?
1: Um, I really love Just Friends. To me, that's a Christmas movie. And then I also love The Night Before with Seth Rogen. I don't think
0: I've seen that.
1: It is so fucking funny. Um, Josh, I'm sorry, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Anthony Mackie are in it. But so is like Mindy Kaling and the a- Lizzie Kaplan, the actress who played uh, Janice Ian, like Jillian Bell's in it. And basically the night before Halloween, or sorry, the night before Christmas, they all get fucked up together. And it's just like a funny, funny movie.
0: That's fun. Maybe I'll like get high and watch, because I need like a, I need a, you know, uplifting moment after
1: (laughs) this. It's been a (laughs) dark episode. It's the perfect stoner Christmas movie.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of any other actual, I mean, honestly, this is so cliche. Nobody needs me to tell them to watch it, but like, Watch Home Alone this year (laughs) and introduce your kids to Home Alone. Get Started young so that they know that Macaulay Culkin is the Christmas King.
1: I actually thought of you. I was watching. I love Jeopardy. I fucking love Jeopardy so much. And they had Celebrity Jeopardy and Macaulay Culkin was on it. Oh, did he do good? He did. He came in second, but he did a really good job. He's very smart. (laughs) Well, this is the last pop culture kiki of the year. We will um, talk with you guys. (laughs) I'm going to be that person. Talk to you next year.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for everything. Thank you for embracing these Kiki episodes this year. This was very fun. I feel like it expanded our show in such a good way. And like, I'm really, I really love recording these episodes. So thank you guys for letting us do it.
1: Should we tell them the surprise we're working on for next year? Or should we like, let them wait? No,
0: let's still, you say it.
1: So we're working on video. Finally, you guys, it's only been two and a half years. Okay. Don't give us too much slack. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're going to not full videos, probably not like a full YouTube channel, but more clips. So you can see that, you know, Troy's not giving someone side eye that I am actively listening, you know, things like that.
0: You can watch us get up and pee 8,000 times. Like, you know, you'll be a part of how the sausage is made.
1: But we hope you have the best holiday season and we'll talk to you later. Bye.